How do you stop wasting time and start getting present and intentional with your life? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And those of us in the personal development space who are working on being our best selves and living our best lives, we have heard these phrases over and over again being present, being intentional in order to have the life and business we want. We talk about it, we write memes about it, we share it on Facebook, but what does it really mean to be present? And what does it really mean to be intentional? I don't think we really know what we're talking about sometimes, and that's why it's so hard to find. So I'm going to try to nail it down, get into the nitty gritty, and find you on the other side to talk all about it once we dig into today's listener letter. Here goes. Heather, you asked us in your Facebook group how we felt about our summer. Like a good mindset coach, (laughs) you reminded us that we still had time to change things if we weren't happy with how we spent it. Heather, I just burst into tears and embarrassment and shame, really. I wasted our summer. I haven't done anything special with my kids other than the usual. I haven't done anything special with my husband or made any extra time for him. It was like a routine school year, except it was hot and I shuffled kids to camp instead of school. I'd had every intention of working on business plans for myself in the summer. I pictured myself at all the local coffee shops just plugging away and I have made time for that maybe three times. I don't even know what I did instead. I have no real explanation of my time. I saw some friends, drank some wine, but nothing. If someone asks me how my summer was, I won't even know how to answer. I don't even know that I have a question here, but I thought you might have some thoughts on how to stop wasting time. I'm sorry if I let you down. You work pretty hard to motivate us every day, and I wasted that too. My apologies. Whew! Stop beating yourself up, sister. I'm certainly not going to add to the wagon. You've already covered it and beat yourself up plenty. So you caught yourself having wasted time and it feels especially worse because it's summertime and everybody puts these high expectations and high sort of goals and aspirations for what a good summer is going to be. We don't hear a lot of people say, I'm going to have an awesome winter. Winter, I'm just going to crush it this winter. But um, the change in season, the warm, the extended long days, all of that and the, you know, no school year, all of that goes into to this exceedingly high pressure that people can put on themselves for having the summer of their lives. So first of all, I just want to, you know, sort of remind you like outright, summer is simply a season. You wasted a season. You didn't live your best life for a season. There will be other seasons. You can have your best fall. You can decide that you're going to be one of the rare people who decide to crush it in the winter. You get to start over. But the first thing you have to do is forgive yourself for the wasted time. I'm not going to tell you don't worry about it. Don't feel bad. It's okay. Because you are worried about it and you caught yourself. So that's actually really good. I'm not going to tell you whether or not you should worry about it or you know, add weight to the problem. What you decided for yourself here and in this moment with this letter is that the way you spent your summer didn't work for you. 
it wasn't consistent with what you wanted and you let yourself down and you didn't meet your own expectations. So let it begin and end with you. You disappointed yourself. You don't have to worry about disappointing me. You don't have to worry about defending yourself to friends and family or colleagues or anybody who asks you about your summer. You already know that you had aspirations that you didn't take action on. But the only person you have to hold accountability with and to for that is yourself and you're already doing it. So show yourself some forgiveness and recognize that all you did was waste three months. Three months out of 12, that's nothing. You get a chance to do that over. You get to right the ship. It's not the worst thing to have happened. But if you spend a lot of time beating yourself up, if you spend a lot of time sort of saying, oh, I didn't do this and I thought I was going to do that, that means this about me, all you're doing is setting yourself up for a really lousy fall. (laughs) Pun intended on that one, by the way. Um, I'm real. I usually don't have the puns come to me so quickly, but that one was just opened up and all I had to do was walk through for you. So what you want to do is leave this bad summer in summer. It wasn't what you wanted. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. And it sucks and you feel bad. But then be done with it. You have to learn to let it go because there's worse things that could have happened and there's worse things you could have done. And we got to start cleaning up the mess. And if we spend too much time sort of beating you up and talking you down about all the things you could have done, should have done, you're never going to stand back up. So own it and then move on. That's the first step, my friend. The second step, I know you want me to go to, why didn't I do these things? I said I was going to do this. I should have done that. I don't want you to go there just yet because all you talked about in your letter here to me is general aspirations. Like, oh, I'm going to spend my days in coffee shops and I'm going to drop the kids off in the morning. They're not going to have homework in the evening. So then I'll be able to do something with them in the evening. And I'll have all this time for romantic one-on-one time with my husband, etc., etc. There's no specificity in what you had planned to do in your summer, other than go to a cafe and work on your business. And working on your business could have meant all kinds of things. It could mean market research. It could mean creating social media profiles. It could have meant like, you know, doing research or learning or taking a course. I think one of the reasons why you didn't succeed at doing what you said you were is you weren't specific enough about what you had planned and intended to do. What you wanted the results to be, what you had hoped to accomplish, what were the sort of the mile markers that you had hoped to achieve so that when on a random Tuesday you drop the kids off to soccer camp and you're looking at your schedule, you think to go to a cafe, you have a specific idea in your head about what you're working on that day. If you don't have a specific idea and you don't have a specific intention around it, of course you're not going to go to the cafe. What for? What's the purpose? What are you 
you working on? So it sounds to me like the misstep here was that you kept it at aspiration. Maybe you kept it at goals. And this is a line I've used in my business more times than I can count. I use it with clients. You probably heard me talk about it at the beginning of the year because it's a favorite refrain of mine when everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions. But did you set a goal or did you make a decision? So many people, you know, sort of aren't present or intentional in their lives because they haven't set a specific intention about it. There's this idea that people just want to like show up on a beach and breathe in and breathe out and be open to whatever the universe finds, you know, in front of them. And, and that's nonsense, my friends. Like that, it doesn't work to just sort of go through the day and you're just going to be aware and grateful and pay attention and be appreciative. <coughs> oh, excuse, excuse me. Sorry about that. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work. What does work is if you get a clear idea for a day in your life, a week in your life, a month in your life, or a season of your life, what do you want to be doing? If you were already the person you wanted to be, in the life you wanted to have. What would you be doing? What would you be accomplishing? And how would you be spending that time? You got to get specific. And sometimes your goals and your um, plans for yourself are going to be intensely personal. I want more time for connection with my husband. I want more, you know, one-on-one time with my girlfriends that don't have two kids in between us. I want to get more physically fit. I want to work on my new hobby, etc., etc. But if you just say it'll be nice to spend more time with my friends. It'll be really great to be able to catch up with my husband and not talk about chores. And you don't like get specific about it and you don't start to plan it and make it happen and schedule it in and just hope for it to happen. It largely won't because we as humans don't really work that way. You know, any Any single time my husband and I have said, oh, we got to learn more about the area. We just moved here like a little over six months ago. We still don't know all the great places to go and hang out. Then we, that that's just this idea. It's like the same thing as saying to somebody, oh, we really should get together sometime. It'll be nice to catch up. But if we don't follow it up with a plan, if we don't make a decision for who we want to spend time with and when we're going to have that dinner and where in the new neighborhood we want to go and explore, It just doesn't happen because we're creatures of habit. So we're going to slip into the old routines. We're going to like, you know, and my husband and I have caught ourselves doing this now that like California is a little less new. The way we lived our lives back east is kind of becoming the way we live our lives out west. Even though when we moved here, we really wanted to shake things up and do some things differently. So the only way that works is for us to decide like on a Wednesday, what are we doing this weekend? What do we want to accomplish? Where do we want to go? What do we want to see? What's missing from your letter here is that you didn't do that. You didn't say like, for this summer, these are the specific things I want to do for my business. These are the mile markers I want to make. These are the benchmarks. These are sort of the steps. You didn't map it out, so it didn't happen. And it sounds like you just assumed that because summer hours are different and things are a little more relaxed, that of course you and your husband would have a date night or two, and that of course you 
you and your kids would go on some fun adventure or, you know, day trip or something. It doesn't happen without a specific intention. So that's that's really the key here. So yes, you have to dust yourself off for time wasted, but you also have to look at for the fall season, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? What do you want to have your story be or your letter to me be at the end of the three months of fall? How do you want this to go? And what do you want to have happen next? That way, each day, you can do a review process of, did I get myself closer to the life I want to have and the business I want to run? Or did I move myself further away? I said I wanted to be more A, B, and C and do more X, Y, and Z. How did I do that today? Because step two, after you set the intention and make the plan, if we look at intention as step one, make the plan as step two, that's fine too. Step three is evaluate. And that's the thing that a lot of people regret. Like they, they skip that part. They don't, they find themselves in regret because they never did an ongoing evaluation process of how they were doing, if it was working, if they had, had done the thing they said they were going to do. So I want you to evaluate each day regularly. Am I closer to being the person I want to be in the life and business I want to have? Or am I further away? Because then you get to regroup. Then you get to rechart the course or add more details or make a specific plan. And you avoid regret because you're so in tune on a daily basis that it takes just little micro pivots and you don't have to erase the clean slate. Now, the next part of this to not waste time and to have the life and business you want to have, you you know, the first step is the intention and making the plan and reviewing it then you got to be present for it. Because the other thing that happens sometimes when people are just like getting, you know, getting things done, they, they it's like their head is down and they're unilaterally focused on this is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. This is how it needs to be. So they never take in the moments of light. They don't absorb the moments of good, the, the like the little magic moments. They, it, they could just miss them and sort of like pass them by. It, just yesterday, here's like a silly example. So um, here on the West Coast, um, I guess like, I think it's mostly in New Mexico, but we're getting fortunate here in California. There's this thing called hatch chili season. And apparently hatch chilies are, not apparently, hatch chilies are these just spicy, green peppers that kind of look like Anaheim peppers. If those of you who have seen those peppers know what I'm talking about. But one of the things in California that my husband and I have been super excited about is all of the different sort of Spanish and Mexican ingredients we have access to now that we're on the West Coast. And so when these hatched chilies came to town, everybody, like there's signs in the neighborhood all about it. And you can smell the roasting for from a few streets away. Um, And the vegetable is only in season for six weeks. So then and kind of goes away until next year. And I think that's kind of part of the cult following about it and kind of a little bit of the magic connected to them. 
So I did, I bought a batch of them a couple of weeks ago and I roasted them and put them away. And then yesterday I had some free time. So I went back to the market because the season's almost over and I grabbed another, you know, two or three pounds of them to roast up and freeze so that anytime we need a spicy sort of dish or whatever, we have these really cool peppers available. So I was bagging, I was bagging up these vegetables. <laughs> this is becoming such a long tangential story. I'm sorry. I was bagging up these vegetables and this like really sweet Mexican man puts his hand on mine and he goes, oh, now, senorita, you have to promise me you're going to make me some good pork green chili. And I said, as a matter of fact, I am absolutely. And then he goes, maybe some salsa too. And it was like this delightful human moment. Um, that night I was telling my husband that I had gotten more uh, peppers and, you know, had them in the freezer and we would be good to go. And then I told him about this, you know, cute little sort of interaction with this man. And he said to me, he's like, you have all like, how come these things only happen to you? He's like, you always have a story. You always have like some little interaction with somebody that's just, you know, like, you know, anyway, I think, what did he call it? He got like, he's like, it's instead of the humans of New York, it's like the humans of Southern California. Um, yeah, it's a Facebook, um, following. I'm not sure if you guys know what I'm talking about, but if you look up humans of New York, you'll find what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, and I, I just said to him, well, I go looking for them. I go looking for those moments. I, I enjoy um, these casual interactions. So I make eye contact with people. I smile at them. I present, to, I present myself as someone who's open to interaction. And sometimes, you know, I think I mentioned this on a show recently, like I attract the crazies when I do it. But other times I just have these wonderfully warm human connections. And not only do I have them because like I just described to you, I'm intentional about it. I also remain present. And for me, the way I describe that is looking for the green lights. So as I move through the world, one of the ways that I teach people how to be present is to not just be grateful for the good things, to not just notice when, you know, it's sunny three days in a row, but to really take it in, be appreciative of it, and somehow in your own way, shape, or form, make note of it. So it cements the experience for you. So one of the things that regularly happens, and you guys have probably heard me do this on the show, is I have this moment, I take it in, and then I tell someone about it. So on my Facebook feed, I'm constantly doing a thing called Look for the Helpers, where I find like the good stories of people just doing good work, and I share it with other people. Or I have these like human interactions and I tell a friend of mine back east about it, but I talk about it. I take it in and I let it become a part of my human experience. But that means that being present means being participant participatory. I don't think I, I think I just butchered that. It means I'm present. <laughs> let me start that over. Being present means I'm participating beginning, middle and end. That was so much simpler. So it means that I am engaged in the interactions and I am being intentional about the kind of interactions I want to have. What's missing from today's letter is that sense of being intentional 
and being present. At some point in time, letter writer, you became an observer of your life, or you just became a numbed out participant. So it's almost as though you didn't see it. It was like you kind of zoned out like on, I don't know if you, it's like turning on the TV and having it on for the like, you know, two hours and not even knowing what was on or why it was on. And, you know, somebody comes into the room and asks you a detail about it and you are completely unaware that the TV had even been been on. It's about being tuning in and being aware and setting yourself up for where you want the interactions in your life and your day to day to go next. Because if you're being present and you're starting to collect these examples of God, I kind of had a crap day two days in a row, three days in a row, you then can kind of regroup, like rewrite the ship or re-navigate yourself and reroute. Like if we use the GPS analogy, I'm such a fan of that one, but rerouting, rerouting, like get yourself headed in a new direction. It only works if you look out the window and realize you're lost. That's the only time it works, my friends, is to be aware. And so many times people avoid this level of being present because they're avoiding the feeling that comes with this letter writer of realizing that they're tuned into a life and they're not happy or they're going to open their eyes and they're not going to like what they see. But what is so important to me that you hear me say and that you really come to understand and believe for yourselves is that any point in time you get to rewrite write the ending to your story. You can change the story's direction, its narrative, its plot, all of it. But you have to wake up. You have to tune in and you have to decide where you're going next. You can't just have a goal. You can't just have an aspiration. You can't just have a wish. You have to make a decision and back it up with a plan. So dear letter writer, we are only in the middle of August. So what I would really like and what I would really wish for you is with the next what we have like another week and a half or so of the month, I think. Oh, actually, we're, we're three quarters. Sorry. <laughs> you, you are a little short on time before Labor Day weekend, right? And miss back to school. I think you only have a week now. I'm looking at the calendar and going, oh, wow. <laughs> it was the middle of August, I think, when I put that uh, post out on Facebook. So you have a week, um, make it the best week, like dust yourself off, recognize that like you you didn't do what you wanted to do. You didn't spend time the way you wanted to spend it. Fine. Suck it up. But how do you want to spend the next week? Um, and make a decision for yourself that you're going to call a do over. So you're going to make sure you have a really good last week of summer, but then you are also going to create something for yourself, your husband, and your family for the way you want your fall to start out. Make that plan and then follow it up with action to make it happen. I know it's messy. I know it feels sloppy. I know you're living in the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, but you just tune back in. 
get back to being present and you'll get yourself back on course. I, there's no disappointment in you, by the way. There's no, I feel like I wasted my time or you let me down. Like that isn't what happens. Like this is, this is the meat of personal development, my friend. This is figuring out that we got off course and recognizing what we need to do to get back on. I have the utmost respect for your letter. I'm so glad that you took a chance on me and reached out and wrote this letter and owned responsibility. And I hope I got you on a new course and a fresh start. And I hope you really feel set up for success this fall. Thanks so much for reaching out. Anybody else who needs my help or my guidance, uh, you can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. As you head into the fresh start of a new school year, if you don't know where the heck you're going or what the heck you want to do and you need some help figuring out what good goals are or what a good plan would be, it might be a good idea to book in a session with me or figure out how we can work together to set your fall up for success. I'm going to go ahead and include a link to an interview introductory call with me in the show notes so that we can connect and we can talk about how I can help you live your best life and run your best business whenever you're ready to do it. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.